Welcome to Functional Medicine with Alexandra Brewster. Alex is one of five Australian certified practitioners through the Institute of Functional Medicine and focuses on identifying the root cause of disease by taking into account an individual's genes, environment and lifestyle for treatment. She's the principal naturopath at Healing Hands Natural Health Centre in Ipswich, Queensland. Along with her talents as a Western herbalist and nutritionist, she has also excelled previously as a midwife and registered nurse. At Alex's practice, health is a right, not a privilege. Welcome, Alex. Thank you, Bindi. It's great to be here again. Now, uh, we have a disclaimer, as always, uh, on the show, and uh, that is that you're not a medical doctor, but you are one of the now seven individuals in Australia who can call themselves a certified functional medicine practitioner. That's right. Isn't that exciting? Now, we do warn people to look out for imitations because you are the real deal. Yeah. You have done the study and you you have got the rewards. Yes, so uh, we are going to talk about today gastric bypass. Yeah, and um, well, I just actually I think what I you know gast well gastric weight loss surgery because we mm. I think we'll, I was thinking about this if that's okay I yep. should have mentioned this too I do apologise that we want to talk about the different sorts mm-hmm. and versus a more metabolic natural approach and the costs. So really, we're talking about losing weight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, losing weight, the... Um, or letting it go. I sur- like to use different yeah. language. Yeah, letting it go. Because I don't want to find it yeah, again. Yeah, correct. <laughs> so it's surgical versus metabolic weight loss. Uh, what did you call it? A fat release. <laughs> when you release it, you letting let it, it free. Go. Letting it go. We're going to release it and let it be free. You know when they say if, if you let something go and it comes back, it's yours? We don't want that. Yeah, I don't want it back. <laughs> I've, I've lost it a few times and it keeps coming back to say hello. Yeah. Which we're dealing with right now, aren't we, we are. Alex? And I'm very excited because the next journey is really, um, it's, it's just so amazing. So let's start with the, the medical or surgical way mm-hmm. um, of releasing weight. Okay. Um, so when we have gastric surgery in an effort to reduce our weight, what are some of the methods that they use? Okay. So can I just say that I was on a symposium, a natural medicine symposium on I don't even think, I think it was just about, it was actually about um, looking after tomorrow's generations, like making sure, epigenetics, making sure the genes are turned on for the right reasons yep. and, the, the, you know, the, the good genes are turned on. And the MC is a, a very, um, you know, he's a, he's a, he, I admire him a lot and he's a, um, he's a, a, a doctor, a functional doctor in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And he always, always, and he's a crack up, and he also always MCs these particular symposia. And he'd commented that that he'd been at another conventional medicine summit the previous two weeks and it was on obesity. And they had the biggest problem they actually had, they spent two days on talking about how they were going to fund and get the government to fund the removal of one million stomachs in the next next decades because they now see the stomach as a defunct organ. Yes, so that was a couple of years ago because we didn't get the real symposia this year, of course, because of COVID, and that wasn't last one, so it was the previous one. So that was 2018. So that's what the the, the um, obesity summit was about in Melbourne for conventional medicine, and they were just saying that the stomach's now a defunct organ, and like along with the tonsils and the um, appendix. But I argue if the good Lord intended that, he would probably shrink it away to yeah, nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I do also say, guess what? The appendix and ton- tonsils aren't defunct organs, mm. but this is not what this is about. Um, and the stomach certainly isn't. So there's a real push to saying this is the only way we can do it. So there's a couple of options. You um, you get – and the problem is I do see a lot of people post bad gastric bypass – and a lot of them, not all of them, and then look, this is no statistics. This is my personal sitting in my clinic chair mm-hmm. with the patient beside me. And they've all been women. I've not seen one gastric bypass man. So I need to make that bit clear. So basically they all look almost PTSD. Right. They almost look – and they, they probably don't agree with me because they, they're talking them. I've had one just recently saying, oh, Alex, I wish I would have found you before I had my stomach cut yeah. out. And I said, you know, we're all wise in hindsight, babe. Let's just work with it. 
But um, so the, they don't get enough counselling. So if you are thinking of going down this pathway, please, 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 you ask the questions. If the doctor gets annoyed, choose another one. Mm. Right? Um, they, if you do really want to go down this pathway, you do need to get all of the story. You need to look at the diagrams. You need to sh- they need to show you what they're doing. They need to show you statistics long term. You need to find out Google. Look, I don't have a problem with Dr. Google. Just don't, you know, just get on forums. Get on your Facebook gastric bypass forums and stuff like that. And don't just read the good reviews. Mm. So that's the first thing. They all never have enough education before they have it done. They're almost rushed into it. Mm. Well, some, one woman reckons she was bullied into it. Wow. Yeah, so it broke my heart. I mean, I, it just breaks my heart. So there's a number of ways. So the first one that sort of came out, I was already still nursing, and it's called the gastric band. Mm. Have you heard of that? Yep. So that's basically where they just put a huge giant rubber donut on the uh, on part of your stomach. So the stomach kind of looks like what is this like a kidney bean? Like it looks like a kidney bean, mm. sort of kind of right, with a bit more of a pointy bit where it's attached to the esophagus, which is our food pipe from our, our mouth to our stomach at the top. So basically, what the band does, it just puts it, it sort of just puts a, um, a like a rubber donut with a little valve in it, on the stomach sort of further way up and fills it up so you feel full for – that's bad English. So you feel <laughs> full more quicker, right? So it restricts how much you can eat. Yeah. Yeah. Because how we feel full is the stomach has to stretch. So the stomach is like the rest of the, the intestine because it's part of the gastrointestinal system, gastro, G-I-T, gut. So basically it's also got a stretch. It's got something called rugae in it. It's a little bit different to the villi of the intestine. So when the rugae stretch, they have actually have stretch receptors. But it takes 20 minutes for oh. those stress re- stretch receptors to tell your brain you've had enough to eat through mm. hormones called um, um, ghrelin and – oh, I've got the other one for a minute. But anyway, so basically um, – so the, the ghrelin's actually the hunger hormone. So basically um, that's how it works. So by putting a band on the stomach – You've got less. You've got those those stretch receptors go quicker. Mm. Does that make sense? Yep. So basically, um, that's how the band works. Now the beauty of the band is, um, they um, it's reversible. Mm. So they can take it off. Yeah. Mm. But the, the the bad news for the band, and it's cheaper. Mm. But the bad news of the um, the ba- of the of the band is the fact that it's. Um, it can cause scarring on the stomach mm. and it slips. And people say they slip. So it doesn't seem to be um, one that they are as popular with anymore. So then there's also a gastric bypass. Um, so basically that's the one where they actually take part of – they basically just make a new um, – they repipe the intestine – Mm-hmm. So it just bypasses past of the stomach. More permanent, but the most radical one is this gastric sleeve. Have you heard of the gastric sleeve? Yep. So it ain't no sleeve. Right. What they do, they just sort of shave the whole, all the stomach off and so then you've got just like a thin uh, – and they cut it. They cut it away. Mm. It's gone forever. And then they it just – because you've got like a thin tube yeah. instead of that – you know, like yeah. Mm. So you know, research is showing that in the fundus of the stomach, the one they, they're cutting off, they you know, there's basically lots of different, um, um, um what's wrong with me today? Receptors. <laughs> yeah. You know, so th- there's lots of different receptors, and they um, they uh, they don't actually know what they do because mm. you know you only you only study one thing, and then you find out why that is from that study, but that you don't know what you don't know. Mm. There's lots we don't know about the, the, the human body, in particular the GIT. Yeah. So that's the three. Right. Right. And the most popular one is this sleeve right now. It is 100% permanent. Yep. I mean, the gastric bypass is too, in a way, you know, mm. like, but, the, 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 but, but, the, but this one is very radical. I call this radical surgery. Mm. Can you tell I'm not a fan? Look, I, can I be honest with you, Alex? Before I met you two years ago, it was something I was considering. I know. We talked about it. Yeah. And I was scared shitless, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't go down that path because I know at least three people in my immediate circle who had it and have ended up in horrendous circumstances. There's a friend of mine who ended up in in ICU 
because um, basically she filled with fluid. Oh, wow. And she nearly died. Um, I've had another friend. How is she now? She's great now. Yeah. But, you know, it changes the whole way you live your life. Yeah, yeah. How you eat, um, how often you eat, how much you eat. Yeah. And, and your enjoyment of yeah. life really changes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, you can't go to a barbecue and eat a big steak. No, no. You know? Um, so it, it really does change your approach on life and yeah. probably not in the healthiest way. No, no. And it doesn't actually teach you anything. No. It doesn't teach you that the foods you're eating are actually... You know, we want, to, we want to listen to our bodies. You know, 11 generations ago, pre-industrial revolution, we, um, we had a very – we had a huge variety of fresh – like a huge variety of apples, for instance, mm. more so than the three you see in the supermarket these days, mm. but a less option for other food that would probably cause you inflammation. And we're talking about, you know, certain different – Fast foods or mm. packaged foods or the thing that does my head into those bloody noodles. Mm. You know, they're easy to slip down. They're cheap. They come in styrofoam. You put – still in styrofoam, which they know is so toxic, that you put hot water in and give it to kids. Mm. Leptin's the other hormone I was thinking of, by the way. <laughs> it's doing my head in. <laughs> so basically um, it's – look – Please, please, don't think we're judging anybody who's had this surgery done. No, and I think that the key thing is just to be really careful because this is a permanent decision. Correct. And it's going to have an impact on you either way, which whichever choice you take. So I've, I, I looked at a few statistics. Right. And these are, the, these are good guys apparently. So weight loss averages 65% for most patients with over 85% of patients losing and maintaining 50% of initial fat loss. Now, let's just, let's just sit back. That sounds great, doesn't it? Let's just sit back and think about that. So in my – now, this is not – this is just – this is the N of 10 or 15 or whoever, how many ga- gastric ba- ba- um, sleeve patients I've seen. They kind of all lose about 40 kilos. Mm. So this is saying that 85% of those people who lose 40 kilos – only 50% of that 85% actually uh, – of those 85%, the, the best they can do is keep it off of 50%. So you're going to put 20 kilos back on again. I said that really badly, but that's what that means. So it's it's not a permanent solution. No. For the majority of people. Because. They don't make a habit change. No. And they don't – they're not eating the rainbow. They can't freaking eat – oh, sorry. They can't eat the rainbow anymore. Because the rainbow's bulky and fibre and feeds our gut bugs and a good steak, there's nothing wrong with it. Or even if you're vegetarian, you know, a good chickpea curry, you can't do that anymore. Mm. So what do you do? You choose more dense foods. And I've had people say, oh, yeah, well, I I actually usually put half a Mars bar in my coffee and that's breakfast. I kid you not. You know, so there's so much wrong with that. We know sugar feeds cancer. We know sugar feeds inflammation. We know sugar, and that's a disclaimer, you know, glucose, cancer cells are more adapted to taking pure glucose. That's mm. plenty of research, but I'm not saying that that's the cure for cancer. I would so, well, certainly would any inflammation that. feeds on sugar, really. Correct. Correct. You know, so, um, so, so long-term success relies on your ability and willingness to change your eating. And no one takes, no one takes exercise up because no. they're not told to. Mm. Because it's like, this is going to be a magic solution. Oh, yeah, no, no, you'll be right, love. That's what this particular woman was told. Off she goes to get the sleeve done and two years later she's sitting in my chair crying. I think the other thing that comes with it as well, Alex, is say you lose 40 kilos, right? That's And it usually happens in a very fast Correct. space of time, Correct. right? The effect of that on the human body is you end up with all this loose skin Mm, mm. And then they end up having to have more surgery yeah, yeah. just and, to be comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to be – I probably am bagging. I don't want to be seen to be bagging, you know, the gastric surgery. It does work or, for some people. Yeah, mm. it does work because that's why the statistics are 65%. They're, like, they're not very, you know, to me they're not compelling. But, you know, let's talk about cost. Mm. Twenty to $25,000. I looked this up on several pages, like on several gastric – Bypass and banding's cheaper, mm. so you know that's and what what do people do? They take that out of their super, mm. right? Because that's a lot of money. Mm. So that's a lot of money. So that goes off. So you know if you, you know, it, it's it's just so 
um, it's just so permanent. And it, it is very invasive. I mean, they say that it's not and it's very simple and, you know, it's a simple procedure. But, you know, for, I guess the majority of people, it does go smoothly. Yes. And they do lose weight. Yeah. Um, but they don't keep it off. No. And for some people, it's not just the one surgery. They do have to have multiple. Yes, yes. Um, they do have complications. They don't feel so great on the other yeah. end. Yeah. Um, so they are, it's just a lot to consider. Yeah. And I think... Um, when, like we said, we're not bagging it. Yeah. It is the only solution for some people. Yes, yes. Well, I might have another one, but listen. But you know, it's the only conventional solution. Well, yeah. Because all diets fail, even weight, even a certain weight diet that you have to watch what you eat. Mm. The 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 long term success is not great. You know, to keep the weight off because mm. no one's ever worked out what's causing your inflammation mm. or your hormonal imbalance. And that's what I'm going to talk about in a minute. Sorry. And it's the same, I guess, if you think of a personal trainer. Yes. Or you think of exercise, the same exercise or treatment for everyone isn't going to work no. for everyone. Yeah. Everybody's unique. Yeah, correct. So Beautifully so. People are going to need a unique solution. Correct. So thinking that these cookie cutter diets and programs are going yes. to work for everyone is naive no no and there's it's so uh, there's a very old saying i'm going to paraphrase it one man's food is another man's poison mm. you know that's been said for a long time and this is what we could look at but there's a lot of foods that are poisonous for everyone so you know and these the, the well-known side effects of radical gastric surgery um we can't we can no longer absorb our protein properly other than the fact that we just now can't eat the energy-dense foods, mm. we can't absorb our protein and vitamins properly because there are um, uh, cells in the stomach that pump out um, protons, hydrogen, which combine with chloride in our food that then make our hydrochloric acid. So we need hydrochloric acid and something else called intrinsic factor to absorb our to digest the protein. Digestion begins in the stomach. And if you only got you know 10% of it, um, there's, that's going to be a real problem. Mm. A real problem. So you're going to have protein malabsorption. Now let's just stop for a minute how important protein is. It breaks down to amino acids, which basically helps our liver. Our liver uses amino acids to detox. We make our neurotransmitters, our hormones out of it, um, and just basically all our body cell blocks are protein. Mm. So mm, might be a bit of a problem. Mm. You know, so they, they're given – and then it does, mm. does increase your reliance on, on – on, I mean, they get told to have – Drink thingies. Yeah, like the meal replacement kind yes. of things. Yes. Shakes and yeah. stuff like that. So that's Ooh. not a normal diet and no. that's not that's not health sustaining long term. A lot of people do use shakes to lose weight, which don't work because you've not been taught how to eat properly. Mm. Um, iron is also a real big problem, not because you can't eat a lot of red meat, but also because you just can't absorb it because you don't have the intrinsic factor. Mm. And the other thing that um, is a real problem is um, vitamin B12. Mm. And vitamin B12 deficiency is pernicious anemia, and that's not cool either. Mm. So they, they come to me and they're tired and they're, they're not making a lot in good skin because they haven't got enough protein. Mm. Um, and they just really feel like crap. So I'm curious, Alex, what happens to the gut microbiome when you have gastric surgery? Well, that's a great segue. And I didn't even plant that one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Have you taught me well or what? Yes. As I said, go to the top of the class <laughs> if I'm allowed to say that. So you think about everywhere a step along the way in our gut, we've got little sphincters and they're like little non-return valves, I guess. And we know we know when sphincters don't work, when your reflux, your sphincter's not working for whatever reason, right? So basically your mouth microbiome is as different to your stomach microbiome, which is as different to your the upper part of your small intestinal microbiome as the, the terminal part, as your colon, as your rectum and anus. It's, it's different from the forest to the sea, right? Mm. So the gut, the gut, the, the bigger part, and the stomach has its own unique individual microbiome that thrives on acid environments. So now you've just taken the large proportion of your stomach out, those gut bugs then die. Mm. So you've got a very small portion. When you put your food into the small intestine, the, the, um, the, the proximal end, the, the part that's closest to the stomach, then the pancreas then goes, well, oh, what do I do now? There's not much here. So then they, that might start having problems. 
So absolutely, and then that will infect and you probably end up with something called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Not cool. Mm. Right. And then it just goes to hell in a handbasket. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, and then you also have problems with calcium and vitamin D absorption from foods because they're fat soluble. So what happens then is, of course, the pancreas and the bile is supposed to help with that, but then they're not releasing it properly because there's not enough. And then you're not absorbing your fat, then you get fat malabsorption. And then, of course, we can't absorb our vitamin D and, and some of our other minerals. I don't see this as a long term solution. No, not, not a healthy one. No. <laughs> You know, so so it's really hard because it, everyone does the best they can and, and everyone's professional and whatever, but this is one I just can't agree with. Mm. I mean, the evidence is there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when you go looking for it. And, yeah, well, I, I could tell heaps of stories of people I know who've done it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I've been with them when they've been having meals and it hasn't been a pleasant experience. And, you know, our culture, in every human culture – Eating is such a social, it awesome is. environment. You can't, yeah. you can't drink and eat at the same time. So there goes your glass of red wine with your, with your nice anniversary meal with the husband. And having just a, you know, a family barbecue, yeah, is not the same anymore. Correct, mm. correct. So yeah, look, it's like last night it was my sister's birthday and we had a huge, we had an Indian banquet. We ate too much, but you know what? Only God is perfect, and even He rested on the mm-hmm. seventh day. I'm not going to do that for a while. But you that whole that choice is taken away. You would have missed out on the papadums and the and that's important. And we're mm. just laughing over what's the best and having a good time, having a glass of rose with it or you know, you can't you can't do that. You'd be going, Oh well, I'll just have that little bit, thanks. Mm. Can't have the rice, can't have the wine, can't have the bubbly water to go with it. Yeah. And it's not a matter of, you know and, and if you do indulge, God God help you. Yeah. It's it's not a pleasant experience. No, and this is this sets up really bad well, that's about wrong. Where that's judgmental, really, um, really stressful behaviour. Because yeah. then you got to vomit, mm. you know. So, so th- there are other ways, and this is not about me selling a program. Because as Bindi will tell you, you know, I, I don't, I'm busy enough. I don't. <laughs> she but what, doesn't need more work. <laughs> but the thing is, what I what I want is people to be, please be aware. Please yeah, be aware. there are other options, and yeah. and as someone who's been through this struggle most of my life, mm. um, thank God we found this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we were just talking off air that you know, Belinda's problem started. You don't mind me sharing? Do no, you? go ahead. Uh, <laughs> you know, for a long time, like when she was a young woman and she had issues and she was given hormonal injections. Well, there, boom, there's your trigger. You know, and then your body's trying to put on fat to detox these hormones and. What have you? And, and, and everyone's going, oh, so sorry. Well, let's cut your stomach out now. Oh, that's facetious. Maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> so, so let's talk about this exciting new option. Yeah. So first of all, the, we, let's – can I back step for a minute? Go back. So we talked about eating the rainbow in numerous things. You know, mm. that's still – if mm. you can do that, that's great. You know, um, why are we becoming more and more of this? Like I was – I like – Okay, I'm going to mess up. I love Antiques Roadshow. I love that show. I know. And I know it's an old woman's show because, you know what, all the retirement village ads come on, so I know. But at the moment, the um, oh, the Rockford Files is on beforehand. Now, I never watched it, but my husband said, oh, the Rockford Files. I'm going, you're older than I am, you know. So, But the, the interesting thing, and so, we, you know, because it seems to take a little bit longer, so I'm always watching the last five minutes of the Rockford Files if I get home on time. And they're all so thin. Now, you, the, you have a look at these days, and I don't know, when were the Rockford Files made? The 60s? 70s, oh, yeah. 70s, early right? 70s, yeah, yeah, early 70s. So <laughs> basically it's not like, you know when you see thin people these days, they're, they're, they're athletic and they're like you can Muscular, see they're looking after, yeah. after health. These are just normal people yeah. that aren't particularly buff. Mm. There's no fat people. And when I was at school, in primary school, so um, – I uh, would have been 1970 I started primary school, 69, 70, 69, 68. Well, in the early 70s, we had one fat girl in the class and I, her name was Sonia. Mm. I can remember her. I thought she was really lovely but she used to be – we were friends. Well, I was the wogest bloody German import anyway so, you know, <laughs> no one really liked me anyway so I was the Nazi. So, you know, um, I was friends with Sonia and um, – you know, I you know I I could see even then that she had issues with food, mm. but she was teased mercilessly because mm. she was this fat kid, right? I was the same. Yeah, mm. right. 
And um, so that was in the early 70s. And then something happened. Then something happened. Like, then we started getting... You can, you can do this time-lapse picture of It's America, um, of, the you know, they, they first made Overweight. And I know BMIs aren't everything, but it's just a good thing. So they made this overweight um, of being a BMI over 25. And then they had to change that. A BMI over 30 was obese. Now we've got a BMI over 40, which is morbidly obese. And now we've got a BMI over 50, which is, I think they're calling it class 3 obese because mega morbidly obese sounds too bad. Crikey. Right? So the, and, and, and when you look at this map of America, it actually shows you how the states are changing. And the ones that changed the last were the more rural states. but And then you put over the rates of cancer and the rates of diabetes. You can find them it's all on, on the internet and they follow exactly. Mm. So why are we more obese? Well, that's a good question. Thanks for asking, Belinda. <laughs> well, basically we eat more. Mm. We eat more. Do you want fries with that? Upsize, you know. You have a look at what if – you, if you're a woman of my age, like in the 50s, what do we take – to lunch, we used to have, um, and I'm not saying a lot of this was health promoting either in the 60s, but we'd have a small bowl of something for breakfast, we'd have one sandwich and an apple for lunch, and we'd have meat and a few veg. There weren't these huge sandwiches. Kids are taking whole lunch boxes with little snacky things and little things you tear off and dip and whatever. And yeah, they're all usually processed if they're in a packet. Mm. So we eat too much. We've got to get back to basics and eat less. Um, there's also something called polyunsaturated fatty acids or PUFAs. All, I'm sorry now, guys, I'm going to upset a few people. All PUFAs increase inflammation. They are not your friend. And we've talked about this before. We've yep. had the PUFAs and the thyroid <coughs> and stuff, right? Yep. So polyunsaturated fatty acids just came about, at, you know, they really started taking um, momentum after the war because they were cheap. Vegetables are cheaper than animal oils, aren't mm. they? Mm. Right? But they oxidise really re- readily. And they cause inflammation. So polyunsaturated fatty acids are half the problem. You know, and you know, when 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 certain fast food chain went from lard to canola oil to do their chips, they were advertising it everywhere, but that's the worst thing. Mm. Canola oil stands for Canadian oil. They used to they used to be called rapeseed oil. And they used to um, lubricate engines with it. <laughs> Yeah, they did. But in the 60s or 70s or 80s, I don't know, they, they found synthetic oil, which works better on engines. So all the Canadian farmers are going, well, what's going to happen to us? We've got all these farms. So they changed the name from rapeseed to can- Canadian oil, canola, and fed it to us. <coughs> that doesn't sound too cool, does it? <sighs> okay, so um, – and we know we've got an increase – I bang on about this so often. We've got an increasing toxic environment so that our bodies are very smart and intuitive. And what do they do with toxins they, that are endocrine-disruptive and persistent organic pollutant – persistent? We sequester it away in our fat. That's why detox is sometimes a little bit not pretty. Mm. Right? Um, and then we do have things these, – these are called obesogens. Google it. Obesogens are endocrine-disrupting chemicals. Mm. And then is the diet. You know, as I said, we eat too much sugar, high fructose corn syrup. God, I love it, the good Lord, get rid of it. Mm. So this is usually – and even high fructose wheat syrup these days, It's they use mercury to make it um, and it's usually genetically modified. We've talked about gut microbiome. There's lots of – in previous episodes, there's lots of research to show that um, the gut microbiome, you know, you have certainly a certain obesogenic – microbes that like the sugar and stuff and when there's more of them they call to be fed mm. and you get fat yep end of story and of course we've also got you know people come to me and say oh, i've got something wrong with my hormones that's why i'm fat well yeah that's a big part of it thyroid you know diabetes pre-diabetes too much estrogen or, or estrogen makes things grow yep all of that all of that so that that so that's that's what we're looking at so it's not just a matter of cutting out your stomach mm. is it no because all of that, you still could be eating the canola oil and whatever and you're still inflamed. And people come and they aches and pains and they haven't gone away. Mm. But um, step in metabolic balance, <laughs> which is a, um, a registered program that's um, – I'm going to try not to – I'm trying to kind of keep the smile out of my voice. <laughs> so this was actually um, established in Germany, so it has to be good, right, yep. um, by an amazing fellow called Dr. Dr. Funfack. But in, in German, it's pronounced Funfuck. <laughs> I was reading about that this morning. I was like, 
What a funny name. Yes. So, you know, it's just for one reason. If there's no other reason than doing this dye that was developed by this awesome man, I think that's, you know. Just saying his name makes you smile. Yeah, right. (laughs) And I've all my lectures and stuff were by him. He's amazing. And his, his wife. So basically they worked out very early on that one man's food is another man's poison, mm. right? So they found out that um, eating certain foods may cause you inflammation but not me. So um, it could be perfectly good food, it could be organic food, and this is actually what I've been struggling with. You know, people say to me, oh, so when I did this program, which cost a bit of money, you know, and I don't mind as, you know, like, you know, whatever, why I'm getting to this is you get a free program with it. And some of the girls said to me, oh, you probably don't need to lose weight. And I went, bugger that. I've paid the money, give me my free program, right? Because the program's worth 440 bucks. And so basically, um, and I did it and I said to to Paula and Sage, my reception um, team, you watch, there will be no dairy on this plan. Because I knew I eat the most organic dairy. I have the most all amazing organic cheese. And I've always joked that if I was stranded on a desert island, that, that cheese would be the first thing that would take mm. with me, you know, and that it should be a different food group. <laughs> Guess what? No, no cheese, no dairy. dairy. I could have goat and sheep, which I'm learning to love. But the thing is... You know, as many of you know, I've had foot surgery and it went really well and I had an amazing surgeon and their feet were healing well. But at the end of the day, they'd be quite inflamed and sore. I mean, it's only two months now, so, Mm. you know. So I've been doing this program for a while. So basically, within two days going on the program, you know, I could put shoes on. Wow. The inflammation had gone on my feet. And it was the first, the first... The second day on the program, because you do two days detox, so it was the second day on phase two, which is the real, you know, strict eating plan, which is actually not that hard because you do not feel hungry. You do Mm. not feel hungry because you're not eating foods that inflame you anymore. So you're not looking for that. So what do we do in our bodies? Let's go back a bit. Sorry, I'm going over the place because it's so exciting. (laughs) So when we've got inflammation, our bodies go, oh, she needs more cortisol. We've got to get this down. Mm. What does cortisol do? Oh, yeah, make us crave sugar. Mm. If anyone's ever had prednisone therapy, you just crave carbs. Mm. Right, so that's one of the premises behind it. Just I always say the science is complicated, the implementation is easy and we must trust the plan. So the second day, I hadn't quite gotten my mojo yet and it was Wednesdays, it was, happened to be a Wednesday, which is my 12, 13-hour day. So I'm sitting there with a patient and I thought, oh, God, I think I'm going to have a low sugar, you know, attack, a bit of a, a hypo. But a half an hour before that happened, I had to take my shoes off because my feet started getting puffy. Mm. So the inflammation came first. Right. So in my plan, I can't have – and there's certain things. Like I always just say to Belinda this morning because I was showing her her plan, I have serious plan envy because I have got the strictest <laughs> plan that I've got. And, you know, so – and, yes, and I've lost five – just over five kilos in three weeks. And, you know, because people said to me – told me, oh, you don't need to lose weight. Well, yeah, I did because I, I like to run lean. I know exactly where I like to be. But no one, no one likes a fat functional medicine practitioner either. <laughs> so I was always on the ball and I was so strict with myself. But I was getting it wrong. But I, yes, 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 I was eating the rainbow. Yes, I was eating everything organic. Yes, everything's free range and everything in my, my pantry is exemplary. Mm. And as you know, we've tried keto and that works and then you get – it's. But only for so long. Yeah, it's mm. not sustainable. And then you go do it again the second time and it doesn't work as well. Mm. And the third time it doesn't work as well. So this program works out exactly which food is for you. So, you know, um, so how do we do that? I can see you asking. <laughs> so basically, basically you've got to get a blood draw done. Yeah. Um, and so you have these 36 different blood markers and then I spend some time researching it, putting it into the special algorithm that we've learned about and off it goes to Germany. And back comes your plan. And we will talk about food preferences and stuff. We were having chuckle this morning that you don't eat any stone fruit mm. and um, and you've got three different stone fruits <laughs> on your plan because I we, we hadn't ascertained that she doesn't eat stone fruit. So, But that's fine. There's plenty of other stuff you can eat, mm. like strawberries and what else was the apple and pear. Yeah. And so it's – but it's really interesting how it works because I've seen quite of – because this, this is going off in my clinic, you know, and it's so exciting because I, I said to the girls – now, finally, I have got something bloody kick-ass to offer you. Mm. 
you know, keto was my best bet. And it never worked long term. This is the most successful weight loss program in the world long term. Mm. The most successful. Twice as successful as that other one we tried not to mention before. <laughs> okay. So where where I'm at on the journey now, like um, so we've been working together for nearly two yes. years and I did lose 25 kilos yeah. but thank, thanks to corona they came back. Um, so oh, she lost them. She'd see this time we're going to release them. Yeah, so uh, now we're letting it go. Um, so we've done the blood test and we're about to go through the program. Yes. And so the first two days is a cleanse. Yes. And in that time, basically, it's water and soup. And vegetables. Steamed and, vegetables. And There's a couple of options. You can have half your normal breakfast. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that just can be – like, if you're a cornflakes girl, you can eat half a bottle of cornflakes. Really? Yeah. Huh. But that's going to – you probably won't – cornflakes is never on anyone's plan because no. it's processed food, right? I'd never eat that anyway. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I, I personally don't think it's – Keeps you full, like you know. But what I did, I had a piece of toast with a poached egg, because I usually have two poached eggs on toast mm. and some cottage cheese, because I knew there wasn't going to be any dairy on my <laughs> plate, and I had to eat it up. There's usually a vegetable soup for lunch, yep, and an apple and some steamed veggies for dinner, right. or you can choose to do just vegetables or rice or whatever. But we'll go through it, and it's always two days. Okay, so there's the two days, and then mm. you go into phase two. Yes. And uh, so three meals a day? Yes, always three meals. You must eat no more. You must eat no less. Yeah. And those three meals are made up of certain proteins um, or, you know, foods that you can have at certain times of the day? Correct. Like if you get a certain – like there, there's three options for days and there will be a breakfast. So breakfast is um, – so for my plan, I have three options for breakfast. I have um, cheese, which is goat or sheep cheese, some vegetables, which you get a very specific list. Um, I'm lucky I can have a piece of bread and a piece of fruit. That's one day. The other day is, say, eggs. The third day is yogurt and, and, and you know, other things as well. But if I choose the cheese day, I must have that what's suggested for lunch and I must have what's suggested for dinner. Lunch and dinner can be tweaked around. We'll talk about that. But breakfast must always be breakfast. Mm. I am literally – this is the one good thing about my plan – I'm the only one thus far who have eggs for breakfast. Most people get them for lunch and dinner. <laughs> when you, where are yours? Lunch or dinner? Where? Yeah, but that's okay. You just you just learn. No, it was only Mr. Kellogg's who actually introduced um, cereal that told us we had to have these things for breakfast, and he actually did it to prevent masturbation, believe it or not. <laughs> I still don't get that. Yeah, I know, right? Well, he's a, he was a, what do you call them? A Puritan. Mm. So that could be wrong. It might be the other one, but it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> th- but that apparently was why he. Um, that's why he introduced, co- and that we've all just gone and gone. Yeah, and the companies love it. You, there's a whole aisle of boxes mm. with you know. I always say if something says has to have a health claim on the label, don't freaking buy it. And that's the big thing of metabolic balance. Real is food. It's all real food. Nothing yeah. in a box. Nothing with numbers. Nothing with preservatives. No shakes. None of that crap. It's no all bars. fresh food. Yeah, it's just fresh food made just for you. So, so that's so. Depending on how much weight you need to let go, <laughs> um, two weeks is a minimum for everyone. And there's very low oils on there. After three, after two weeks, everybody gets um, some good oils, and it's oils specifically for you. And yes, I didn't get olive oil. I got ghee, coconut oil, or flaxseed oil. One's coconut. Oh, I don't know. We can, <laughs> I'll, I'll try and talk at the same time and and have a look what yours is. But um, so yeah. how many phases are there, Alex? There are four phases. Yep. So basically, um, phase one is the two days. Yep. Phase two is minimum of fourteen days, maximum of how much weight you need to lose or uh, let go. Yep. But after about <coughs> four weeks, regardless of, I start introducing treat meals. This is an encouraged a thing by the plan and when you're in phase three when regardless of when you get into phase three you can have a treat meal a week if you've got a lot of weight to let go I um, have been saying okay after four weeks you can have a treat meal maybe every little while just to you know because it's also it's encouraged because it sort of kind of shocks the body going oh yeah this is the crap I used to eat even like um, like last night I went and had a great yeah. Indian feed, right? You actually see the impact it has on you. Mate, I'm, I mean, I'm not blown. I've got a bit of a bellyache, I was just thinking. Um, but I have the snot this morning. I mean, too much information. <laughs> and runny nose. I haven't had that for so long. And when I saw you last week, you were glowing. You yeah. were absolutely bright and yeah. glowing. And like, yeah. so, you know, full of vitality. Yeah. 
you look like you're actually five years younger. Oh, thanks. Um, it, it does actually, and I, and I think, you know, having all of the fresh food of and, you know, getting rid of all of the oxidization and all yeah. that kind of crap and inflammation, you're just going to shine. Yeah, and they do say that. They reckon within three weeks your eyes start sparkling. Yeah. Yeah, like you when know? I saw you last week, you were just glowing. Yeah, oh, great. Well, it's the Indian. I mean, the Indian was delicious. <laughs> and I'm going to do it again. And it was a banquet and, oh, I struggled and I had two glasses of wine and it was delicious and we were sitting there with my sister and all that. But the, this morning I woke up with a husky voice again and I thought, oh, no, it's not worth it because, yes, I had the pup, the papadums and the yogurt and, <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. And I didn't – because there are actually eight rules which we go through, you know, when we um, – that's a bit boring for, for the, the purposes of the podcast – but um, if you stick to the eight rules, you know, it's sensational. And phase three is, well, I'm in phase three now because I don't actually need to lose more than five and a half kilos. So I can probably have a treat meal once a week. Mm. Um, and I'm really going to – I just said to my husband, you know what, I will not be eating that amount because that was just far too I – felt, I felt so sick. Mm. It was like, oh, I ate a lot. <laughs> it's not like I just, you know – and you still get a lot of food, but it's – it's just it's just and phase four so phase four and the so basically phase three you start introducing foods like I inadvertently did that yes dairies causes me inflammation so clearly I won't be having dairy I have got used to um, long long black coffees I never thought I did I chuck mm. a vanilla pot in it delicious and um, I've always said there's no way I can do coffee without milk. Oh well, I started that when I first saw you. That's what you told me to do, and I then know. and then more recently, you were like, "No, get the dairy, put that in yeah, there." Yeah, and now yeah. I have it. I'm like, "Huh, I yes. can have it either way." I don't. Yes, mind. well, that's because we, you know, and as you know, I've tried a few things with people, and they just <clears throat> don't work long term. Um, you can have ghee for hot vegetables and native coconut oil. Yes, yes, coconut oil. All yeah. right. Yeah. Thank you. You get to, and it's so that's how specific it is, uh, listeners. They so Binda, Belinda will be able to fry with hot coconut oil and put ghee on her veggies. Whereas I've been given ghee where I can actually listen. I should know this. I'm phase three. <laughs> I can cook with ghee. Yep, and I can put flaxseed oil on my salads. Right, you know, and it's so. And you know what? Oh my god, I. I yeah. I feel like a freaking evangelist. <laughs> I need to shout this from the rooftops. This is for everyone. Mm. But there's, you know, metabolic balance is you need a coach. It is covered by a couple of health funds. Um, but it's worth, you know, and it's worth the wait, guys. If you do, you want to book in to see me. I Zoom, I do it a lot, and mm. it's worth the wait before you get your stomach cut out. And let's talk about costs, actually. Do, can we talk about cost? Is yeah. that okay? Yep. So gastric bypass, depending on who you go, do 20 to 25K. Right, we've already ascertained the plan costs four forty. Um, we set you up, and I've never been one for programs, as you know, in my clinic. But this, I do a program because I do, well, basically, I've done a program because we've got to book you in weekly and fortnightly. And if we don't do that, we'll be coming every three months because that's I'm booked out till November. Mm. So that's why we do the program, yep. right? Um, so you pay. So all of the three months worth of consults, two of which aren't face to face, because I do a lot of research on my people, um, plus the four hundred forty four. $440 plan, a few supplements for help to detox and detox reaction were free and that is 1495 bucks over three months yep. compared to 25000 Wow. Right. There is another $159 because I'm not Medicare funded, I'm not a medical practitioner, I don't claim to be and that's when I send you to the lab to get the blood test. Mm. But honestly, that is that even comparable? <laughs> no. Oh, I should think. Night and day. I think metabolic balance is actually um, going to be more successful than yeah. bypass. So, looking at once you get past phase four, or yeah, you reach oh, that I, that point. I see, I'm the evangelist. I keep on. <laughs> so, phase three is you start introducing foods. Well, I clearly I won't be doing dairy again. I will be trying olive oil at some stage because I just love that stuff. So, phase four is called phase four is called food for life. Mm-hmm. So basically you find, okay, you can eat this, whatever. They do recommend you stick to your um, to your eight rules. Mm-hmm. Everyone has the same eight rules, like you should only eat three meals a day. You should have five hours between each meal, one protein at a meal. I said I wasn't going to go through this. <laughs> but there's, you know, there's a few things. You have to stop eating after 9 p.m., which is a challenge when I skid through the door at mm. 8.30 on a Wednesday, but I do it. I always choose my least <clears throat> food with the least prep. Um yeah, so basically you stay on that forever and it's real food. And so because I'm doing the journey myself, this is what I've decided we're going to do. So 
during the week, I'm just because I feel so freaking good. Mm. I don't want to leave that plan. I'm not hungry. I'm I'm sleeping the best. I used to think, oh, I'm a shit sleeper because I've shift worked all my life as a midwife. Nah. It was the inflammation. Mm. Within a week on the plan, I don't even know where to wear earplugs. My husband's a deep sleeper. He, you know, he's sometimes he snores, but it's not because he's a big snorer or something. I just even his breath kept me awake. Mm. You know, and now it's like no earplugs. Sweet. <laughs> Last night I had to put earplugs in again. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Right. Mm. So, um, you know, so so you're gonna. So what I'll probably do is I'll I'll probably just have a couple of treat like non-planned foods on the weekend and, and Monday to Friday I'm going to stay on the plan because I feel so bloody good. Mm. So you don't have to do the cheat meals, do you? Yes, you do. You do? You have to do you the do. cheat meals. Yeah. Right. The treat meals, they're not cheat meals. You have to because that tells your body. It's, it's called a bit of a body shock, mm. you know? I know I did um, a few years back I did a, an eight-week body transformation and I think it was once a week you could do a treat meal. Yeah. Like treat, cheat meal, treat yeah. meal. Um, and – I found it really effective because one, it shocks your body, and two, because yes. because I was on a on a a diet that was the same thing every day, day after day, yeah, week yeah. after week, right? Um, and I think it was like Fridays I would make them the treat day, and it would always be a hamburger. All oh, right, yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, so. I knew that was coming, so it was something to look forward to. Yes. But it was also something that made you go, "Hmm, that's a sometimes thing, not an always that's thing." That's correct. So yeah. it's it's developing those habits yeah. of what your body needs. Yeah, absolutely. And just reading your body signals. Like any, I've been um, naturopath, nutritionist, fun, now functional medicine practitioner for a long time, mm. and I still didn't get it right. Mm. I mean, I'm not God, but you know what I mean. It's like this. This is an amazing program, and um, you, you just want to stay on it. You know, am I never going to have strawberry and cream Hagen dazs for dessert? No, that's my birthday coming up. That's I've already decided. <laughs> and it's not like I've got orthorexia, which is the food, um, what's it called? The, uh, like the food, food the eating disorder. Yeah. It's not that at all. It's just like today I'm already looking forward to my chickpea salad that I've made, you know, because I've got to eat two o'clock. But it's fine because we should do this. Mm. You know, it's, well, what else would you do? You'd probably run and get a bar or something on the way home. It's not... You know, this this is amazing. This is a, such an amazing program. So what I'm trying to say, if you are considering surgery, maybe consider this first. Mm. Honestly, yeah. because it just works every instance of the way. Um, you know, we've had, as I said, I don't know if we talked about this this one or last one. Um, I've even had people fall pregnant in the short time I've done it that haven't been able to fall pregnant. Mm. So all of my fertilities are going to get this metabolic balance. So once you get all of this into balance, yeah. like the benefits that you get from it, um, do you find that you don't need the supplements as much anymore? Absolutely, yes. Medications, yes. all those other yes. things? Yes, type 2 diabetes, mm. 80%, well, actually it's more than that, but we can claim 80% reversal. That If you stick to the plan, you pretty much reverse your type 2 diabetes. Because you're listening to your own cells, yeah. basically. Yeah, and no inflammation. Yeah. So no cortisol, mm. no craving. It's just amazing. I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie. Those first two days detox do not do anything. Just sit on the couch and watch Netflix while I knitted. But, you know. Um, Mine's coming this week. Yay, yay, <laughs> bring it on. Because it does, it, you're going to feel like shit. I've already kind of half started mine. So the, yeah. al- the alcohol's gone, the water's come in. And, yeah, yeah, I'm just being more conscious. Yeah, and this is what I say. Like, if you drink 12 cups of coffee a day, you're, you're allowed coffee on the plan, right? But only three cups. Mm. So if you 12, 12, drink 12 cups, it's probably a good idea because on detox the two days you're not allowed any coffee. Mm. You know, the interesting thing with me is, like, I'm not – I have one good espresso a day that I make. Organic, everything organic, mm. right? We used to be with organic milk. On detox you're not allowed to do it. Well, with my detox, I can – and I've done lots of detoxes with supplements and stuff, Right. On my detox, I can categorically say I just, I just every even the even the sore hip that I got when I fell off my horse when I was nineteen came back to bite me. Really? Yeah, headache out of you know and and you just, so I we talk about headaches and stuff because I've I've actually learnt now I found a supplement that helps, which I just give you a couple of sachets to help with detox reaction. I didn't do that. I just you know drank plenty of warm water and swore a lot. 
<laughs> so, um, but yeah, oh, actually, there's one other thing. So, so September last year for my 56th birthday, mm. we went over to visit my um, brother and sister-in-law who live in the beautiful, most beautiful part of the world, Queenstown, New Zealand. And um, they basically, he'd, he'd gifted me this amazing experience where we cross-countryed into this hut mm. and and at, right at the top. It was amazing. <coughs> but I, um, you know, listen, me and skiing has never been never been. You and any holiday really you stack it, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm clumsy, yes. <laughs> so it literally fell on my bum a couple of times. Because it was September, the ice was pretty hard and I ended up with a fractured, fractured tailbone, which still literally was biting me on the bum. <laughs> That's gone. Wow. I just noticed that, like I said that to Paula on Friday, my fractured tailbone doesn't, it doesn't hurt anymore. Wow. You know, they, what, the, what the hell? You know? It's going to be interesting how my back goes then, hey? Correct. Because yeah. your inflammation's going down. Yeah. And your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, bring it on. I've, I mean, everyone at work's doing it now. <laughs> well, Paula started yesterday, I think. And um, the other practitioners, that, uh, one of the other practitioners is starting this week with you, probably same day. Yeah. Mm. So um, the other question I've got, because I'm about to go he- head into this, is um, so with the phases and yeah. with phase two, yep. at what point do you determine it's more than 14 days? Was when you, what, what fat you've got to release. Yeah. So, you know, with me, I literally lost pretty much all my, my weight in 14 days, five yeah. kilos in 14 days. So for someone like me, it could potentially be more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But after after two weeks, all the fats the fats and oils come in for everyone, mm-hmm. whichever fat and oil it is, so it's not cookie cutter. Yep. After four weeks, I allow a treat meal because I just think that's fair. Um, you know, and oh, in phase three, you start increasing your portions as well. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I've started increasing my portion because I don't want – well, I'll put 200 grams on. Thanks to my Indian. <laughs> and the yeah. other thing um, that we haven't mentioned in this preparation um, for all your meals going forward, you do actually weigh stuff, right? Yes, and that, thank you. God, Belinda, <clears throat> you're such a good host. I just <laughs> love you. So basic, because I forget this stuff, because it literally is second nature. So I've always batch cooked. As you know, I'm mm. a big batch cooker. And I actually might record at this RV if I mm. get time. I might put on some makeup though. <laughs> That's probably why I'm not so clear-eyed today. I haven't got any makeup on. Um, so basically I, um, I've i learnt and I might actually do a batch cook. That's a good idea. So my husband who, you know, won't do it, but, you know, but, but, you know, God bless him. He takes – he cycles the long way home from work and he's lost a kilo. I hate him, you know. <laughs> so he's clearly got the robust genetics. Mm. That doesn't really work. I mean, listen, he eats well because I batch cook his lunches and everything's yeah. organic and it's not that there's a huge amount of crap in there. Yeah. But, you know, he might have a couple of packets of organic chips and go, oh, I better cycle a long way home. Boom, gone. <laughs> if I did that, <laughs> five kilos it would be on there at Christmas. <laughs> so basically, yes, you have to weigh everything. So, you know, you weigh. So what I have, I ended up doing, what I do now, and I'll explain when I do my, um, when I, tape it on you on youtube is basically so for lunch i'm allowed 110 grams of protein you're allowed more mm-hmm. okay um so with, let's say um today well the, i've got legumes for for this particular day so it's um it's that and i just basically prepare like this this week is chickpea salad so i've made three lots of chickpea salad or two lots but when i get my 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 meat home i actually weigh it raw and then i have it all set out and I have it. I have bags like little, and they are plastic because I haven't found anything better. And I write on an eco pen: fish, one hundred and ten gram, because you get more. I have fish for dinner, but it's one hundred and twenty gram. Mm. And then I put it all in the freezer because the first week I froze everything, and then I'm chopping. Yeah, trying to break it up. <laughs> try, try to chop stuff. And, so. and the weight would change too because it's frozen. Yeah, yeah, correct. Mm. Have you have read your book? No, you haven't read your book. You haven't got it. No, nah, I'm just smart. You are smart. <laughs> go, go to the top of the glass I've again. done a few of these now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you need to be ducks. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically I weigh everything. And this week I'm actually going to make all my meals because, like, I usually have steamed or whatever or salad. I'm going to actually pre-steam all my veggies. So then it's just like a prepared meal to take to work. You know, and that's the other thing. I'm eating breakfast before I go to work. You, I never did that before. Mm. I, ha- I do have kick-ass breakfast options. I've got cheese and bread and... I've got yogurt and fruit and I've got eggs and bread and vegetables. So I have good, really good, you know. But some people get like ham so they make and bread. So they make themselves, particular bread, mm. they make themselves a ham sandwich, toasty. Mm. 
you know. God, I hope I've got bread. I bet I don't. Um, we have got your plan open. I think you do. Do I get bread? Yeah, you get rye bread. Everyone gets rye bread. Oh, cool. Yeah, but it's different. Everyone gets different amounts. So obviously, like we're talking like organic sourdough rye. Yeah, or, yeah. Pure rye, no wheat. Yeah. Or at a push, although they're not organic, I I um, allow rye vita. You know the one hundred percent, which yeah. is just rye. I love rye vita. Yes, yeah, so do I. So I've been eating a few of them. Yes, you get you get bread, and you get five slices a day. Serious. Yeah. So I could have toasties. You can have toasties. Because I can have ham. You can have ham. I hate you. <gasps> I've, I've got serious plan in view. Everyone gets all this awesome. I listen, my food's amazing. I should just get a leg of ham and bake it. Yeah, but you can't do that because you've got to weigh it raw. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So you can just parcel <laughs> it out and bake it. But so, so let's just – so the portion sizes are different though. So one slice of bread is not your cafe slice of fried bread. Mm. One serve is one rye vita. Or 25 grams of rye bread. Everyone has the same bread. But, yeah, so, look, some people don't get bread. And if I find with some people that they're not losing their – they're not letting go of their fat fast enough, I um, say we're going to cut the bread because bread's the only thing that's op- that's optional. Everything right. else must be eaten. Okay. Yeah, so, so yeah, you've got cheese for breakfast, vegetable, fruit, bread. You've got pulses, vegetable, fruit for and bread for lunch that day and meat, salad and bread for dinner. That's – Day one. Sweet. You know, it's really a mate. But as you know, your meat, you've only got one beef and that's veal. Yeah. So I can't go and have a big, you know, yes. <laughs> wagyu steak. No. <laughs> no. But, you you know, if th- they're th- th- really missing that, that's what you can try for your Cheat first meal. introduce yeah. and see how you feel, you know. This is about learning to read your body. Mm. You have eggs for lunch. Yeah. Combined with, because you also get potatoes and wild rice, something else I didn't get. Oh, look at all the creative ways we can mix this up, though. Yeah, we do. Oh, mate, and we I have got a close Facebook group and everybody has oh, – you, you've joined I'm in, you? yeah. How awesome are those – I'm seeing what some people do and I'm like, oh, I could handle that. Yeah, like some one of the girls put strawberries and balsamic the other day. Yeah. How good's that? Yeah. You know, so there's, it's just about changing. You know what I think it is? I actually think – we listen to too much to the to the elite cooking shows and not too not enough to Nigella Lawson. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? We've we've gone. Oh gosh, if that's cooking, let me just open a jar and go down to the drive through because I can't do that. Cooking is not hard. Mm. It is the chemistry. It's a science, and it's quite easy once you get to know. And if you're worried about like if you've got a family or whatever, as you can see, they can eat that too. It's not personal for them, but there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's, it's really good healthy food. It's really like a daily ready, steady cook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, exactly. Because you know you can have these ingredients, but how can you bring them together to yeah. actually make a yummy meal? Yeah. So I will, I'll be putting more food things on YouTube. And, and, and as you know, there's some really creative people in our Facebook group. And um, they, they're just amazing. I'm going, oh, yeah, that, oh, I'm so going to try that. Oh, shit, I didn't get strawberries. But that's okay. I'm going to try mango and balsamic. Actually, I did that the other day because I can have smoked trout. So I made this smoked trout. You must have seen it. Yeah, yeah. The smoked trout salad with papaw, papaya. Mm. And I, listen, nutritionist for how long? I actually didn't realise there was a difference between pawpaw and papaya. Isn't one green and one's yellow? Mm, yeah, well, pawpaw is yellow, but yeah. red pawpaw, you can also get red pawpaw yeah, yeah, yeah. or papaya. Mm. Or papaya is always red. Mm. Yeah. So that's, you know. There you go. I know. My mother, she has pawpaw every single day. It's good for the digestion. Yeah. She said, imagine what my insides are like. <laughs> like, yeah, so you're going to tell me every day too. But that's the mother's <laughs> job to cross the ch- children out. <laughs> but, you know, it's really interesting because as many of you know, we have a clinic dog, Chiquita. Mm. And, um, you know, I am the worst for discipline, my child. <laughs> uh, but she's a good girl. But, you know, I, I like to make sure when I'm eating she's got something. So she's now loving pawpaw. Oh, yeah. She'll nosh into a little bowl of pawpaw when I put it down to her and I cut up half an apple and give it to her when I'm having my apple. My dogs were having strawberries the other day. Nice. <laughs> so, you know, that's why my husband said, oh, geez, Chiquita must have really good pawpaw is high in digestive enzymes, right? Mm. Uh. Yes. So can you tell I'm excited? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. So you want to be excited. So maybe at some stage we maybe next, after you've been on the program for a while, maybe we should do a rebuttal or a rehash. Yeah, because I, I think, you know, there's a lot of learnings we can bring out of this. Yeah. And um, 
oh, I'm getting a million ideas as we speak. Yes, um, exciting. So I think, yeah, this um, has huge potential for so many people. Yeah. And not just to release weight um, and it's really to feel better and be healthier yeah, yeah. and let go of all of that information, pain, yes, aches, yes, yes. you know, everything that's holding you back. Yeah, yeah. And surely that's got to be better to try at that price than going to get your stomach cut out. Oh, hell yeah. You know, I mean, are, are there fails? Well, if you don't follow the program, of course you're going to, but it's so easy to follow the program long term. Mm. So that's why it's the most sustainable, effective weight loss treatment in the world mm. and, I, and I think again because this is being done specifically for you and your body and your needs and so like through the tests we've identified a number of things yes. that I need to focus yes. on yes yes and this diet will help to fix That's those correct. things correct and you would will you won't you'll be feeling so good like I've pretty much listen I'm the naturopath who takes the handful of supplements every day I'm not taking as many yeah. Because my anxiety is like when I, so you know, yes, I'm a I'm a sort of a like a very tr- driven person, driven mm. by anxiety and stuff. That's that's like, nah, like it's really windy here in in Bris Vegas, um, this weekend. I went, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to clean the house because it's just going to get dirty from the dust. There's no way I would have done that before. <laughs> and what's the worst that's going to happen with that? Nothing. I'll clean it next weekend. Yep. I mean, it's not pigsty. Mm. And it's like it's really down-regulated my feeling that I have to do everything. It's great. Mm. It's fantastic, my anxiety. And that's probably why I'm sleeping better because I haven't got the bloody um, mental ping-pong going on in my head when I go to bed. Yeah. How good is that? So really it's going to help things like mental health. Yeah. And and really I think we were talking about hormonal health yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, just – there's just so many and cardiovascular, yeah, yeah. Like, diabetes pretty much clears it, and um, type two. respiratory as yeah. well. You were saying your sinus and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. So I just yeah, letting go of all of that inflammation, let's go on the weight. Yeah, what what absolutely, and what what what's causing those problems is probably food driven. Yeah. You so know? the things that we thought we were doing right, yeah, weren't necessarily correct because this, we were going by a a. a a blanket approach Cookie rather cutter, than yeah. an, uh, an individual. Yeah. Oh, look, this this is why I'm now the evangelist because <laughs> I cannot believe the difference this has made mm. if you follow your plan. Mm. And it's not like you if you've got a family of five, they can, they're still going to benefit because you're going to rely less on – because you won't be able to go out to the drive-thru. So, you know, they're going to – it's usually the, uh, <clears throat> the male older child, <laughs> also known as the father-husband <laughs> figure, that walks the most because, you know. But I think – I mean, even if they're, they're not following their own individual plan, they're going to get benefits because you're not eating crap Correct. out of boxes Correct. or, Correct. you know. Correct. And you actually save money mm. because, you know, you pay the farmer now or the pharmacy later. Mm. We know this. Yeah. Right. So right. So, Just so amazing. Right. Heal with food. Trust the plan. One man's food is another man's poison. Boom. So i got one last question yeah. for you on metabolic balance, yeah. Alex, and that is – do you have any insight on the best results someone's got through this? Oh, look, there's, it's because it's, it's a global thing. Yeah. People release 40, 50 kilos and keep it off. So um, I've also got a couple of practitioner pages, um, support groups that I follow. So, you know, we've, we, we, we're constantly getting updated. And um, the, uh, the, the person who is, you know, our mentor in um, – in in Australia, puts up a few, and here sixty seven kilos. This guy from India lost. Wow. Uh, he was one hundred and thirty two kilos May two thousand and seventeen, and then he's. Um, it just shows you his look his weight loss journey. So that's so, within two years. Yeah, two thousand eighteen. He's lost seventy eight. Seventy eight kilos. So yeah. Um, so he's um, and that so he's February twenty twenty. He's he's no seventy eight kilos. Well, he's now sixty seven kilos. So he's lost oh God. close to 70 kilos. Yeah. Wow. And they're in Australia as well, but that was just the last one because she likes to look at the global people. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is amazing. And the thing is when you're in phase three, you're fine because you lose the weight more naturally. You don't have that saggy skin and stuff mm. because your body kind of consumes it. Yeah. 
So isn't that amazing? And um, I know when you did the math and the algorithms on how much I had to lose, I kind of went, yeah, right, Alex. Yeah, right. You said that last time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and um, so your skin gets firmer, um, you, know, you poop better, you sleep better, you just feel better. And there was another point to my story and I can't remember, something about the loose skin. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, look, it just – everything is – Everything is on the up with this. Mm. But you've got to follow your plan. And the thing is most people who who do it just, you know, think because you feel so bloody good on it. Yeah. You're not saying that but you do. And it's one of those things once you start to feel the benefit, you, you just can't stop. No, that's right. And if you can keep in that rhythm, yeah, yeah. it'll just be a habit that you'll keep. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it, you'll, not only that, you'll teach your children well. Mm. You know, that's important. And that's got a flow on effect. Yeah. So they they see your batch cooking, they'll go, Oh, this is this is that's just what's done. Mm. That's you know, like I always when one of my memories from my childhood and this has got nothing to do with good food, but this is <laughs> this is what how, how kids cement the the um the patterns you cement in them. Yeah. You know, they think that's normal. So <clears throat> after church every Sunday we'd have coffee and kuchen. Have I told you this story? No. So coffee and kuchen means coffee and cake. Yes, I drank coffee from a young age. I'm German. And mum would make these most glorious like buttercream cakes, black Schwarzwälder Kirschtorte, all the beautiful German tata and stuff. And then we came to Australia. Didn't get a great reception because we were, you know, in the sixties the Germans weren't very popular, mm. um, all the strong German accents. And I made this friend at school. Her name was Narelle Morgan and she was just lovely. And I, unfortunately I've lost contact with her. And she said to me, um, I went to a Catholic school, after church, do you want to come to my place to play, Alex? I think I was seven. And I said, oh, that'd be great. And then I, all, all through church I thought, I wonder what sort of coffee and kuchen Mrs Morgan makes. <laughs> And I was waiting for it and I was waiting for it and I was so pissed off because <laughs> I thought the whole world got coffee and kuchen, right? No. So I got home, mum had saved me a piece of buttercream totter, which is buttercream cake, which she'd made the day and, and having a laugh. I'll always remember that. So you, can you imagine if you cement in that Sunday afternoons, you don't go anywhere Sunday afternoons because that's when mum batch cooks all your meals. Mm. That's what you're going to do. Yep. You know, that's if you, if you buy organic, that's what you're going to do. Yep. If this you eat three meals a day and it's good food without get, resorting to the takeaway more than once, you know, in a blue moon, that's what you're going to do. Mm. So absolutely. It's, it, it cements, it'll cement um, good habits for everyone. Yeah. Well, so many options when it comes to releasing that weight that we hang on mm. to. So uh, I think we're going to check in in a few months and see... How we both go? If we lose half of Bindi, <laughs> I'll let go of half of Bindi. You don't lose it. We don't want it back. I only want the good parts. Excellent. Thank you for listening to Functional Medicine with Alexandra Brewster. For more information on functional medicine in Alex's practice, visit healinghandsipswitch.com.au.